to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back on the block for our Hitting the Hardwood segment. Eric Strickland, East Strick, East Strick 20. You can find me on Twitter if you want to check me out there. I'm, I'm, I, I tap in some. You might hear me pop in and do a little something there. Jake Bakovin there at Jake Bakovin on Twitter as well. On the block, we're sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. You can always find us tapping in on some meat there as well. Sometimes we'll pop out there and have a little segment whenever I'm in town which will be in a few weeks, actually. So uh, you never know. You never know where you'll find us on the block. But on our Hitting a Hardwood segment, we have a few things that we want to discuss. First of all, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the NBA and as far as, you know, the the games that have already transpired. Two games have already happened uh, for some of the series, and then uh, some will be happening again tonight. Let's start with the Pelicans. Uh, The Pelicans against uh, the Phoenix Suns. They had a little trouble last night. Your boy was going nuts. He was easily closing in on a 50-60 piece oh, in yeah. Devin Booker. And then, uh, you know, in the third quarter, trying to track down uh, a defensive play on a, on a little fast break action and uh, ends up kind of coming up a little lame and grabbing his hamstring. Uh, how big of a hurt do you think that'll be to them? It definitely hurt them in this game. They ended up losing by 11 to the Pelicans. Um, do you think now the Pelicans' perspective of getting a, a, a great upset, do you think it'll be one of the greatest upsets in history, or do you just think that maybe they'll be able to kind of, you know, work out some of those details, or, uh, you know, they played without Booker before. Do you think that Booker is such a big addition, I mean, a big piece of the puzzle of getting them to uh, the next level of winning a championship that, you know, in this series, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it looks like from for what it's worth, might miss the next couple games because of this, and uh, I think that's absolutely huge. I mean, this and and I do think it would be maybe the biggest upset of all time. We talked about the We Believe Warriors back in the day with Baron Davis and and Stephen Jackson, and uh, you know some of those guys that they had upsetting uh, the Mavericks, and and that was a, a huge. It was and it was a lot of fun. That was that was a fun team. Michael Pietris, one of my favorite guys on that team, very fun to watch. Um, but this is this was this is the play in Pelicans. This is a team that was thirty. 6 and 46 in the regular season uh, played themselves in. They obviously beat the Clippers who had a better record, uh, a better side of 500 record. Paul George goes down. The Pelicans aren't supposed to be here and, and, and really, I, I don't really think they should be. I, I think the play-in should probably have a cutoff if your team is that much lower than, you know, the, the next couple teams above you at that spot. But, the, the, you know, the NBA is trying it out and they're taking advantage of it and you're right. I mean, Devin Booker was going off, dapping babies on the sidelines, uh, just doing really great uh, job in the first half on pace for 60 um, certainly makes a, a big difference and uh, we'll, we'll see how, how it all turns out but I think this would be the biggest upset in NBA history and for what it's worth you know they, they've got they put the pieces together because as I talk about altogether that team um, not great for the season but they had a trade late in the year to get CJ McCollum to make this push and, and then one thing that we don't talk about we, talk, we were talking about Kawhi when's he going to return certain guys when they're going to return 
could Zion make a surprise appearance at some point for the Pelicans? I don't think that that, you know, it's not even whispers right now, so I don't necessarily think that that's in the works, but um, certainly could be, uh, you know, a booster shot to the, this franchise that uh, is struggling. Like, the, the perception is Zion wants his way out the door. Uh, you know, Anthony Davis already pushed his way out of the, you know, at the door for the Pelicans, so they need some sort of uh, momentum in their franchise, and, and this would be huge. I mean, this, again, I think would be the biggest up set of all time considering the win gap there because the it's not just that the Pelicans were not a great regular season team it's that the the Suns won 63 games yeah and 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 I think that is a huge point I think if you also want to retain them you've got to show and prove that you you know you're going to compete and this would go a long way in in that aspect of maybe hoping to keep Zion there and you know look what they did without you <laughs> and so how much more could they do with you? So that is something definitely to assess. The next one we're not going to talk too much about other than the fact that, you know, uh, Trey, Trey is the uh, instigator number one and that he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's always going to spark some type of flame. Uh, but this, this doesn't even look like really it's going to be a series. They also have played their way into this and, and it, they just, the, the Miami, he just looked too strong. They're up two Oh, and it doesn't even been close. So um, how do you, you know, see this continuing, or do you think the Hawks are going to pull it off? I actually think it ends in five, but that's just my thought. Yeah, I, I don't think that they're going to pull it off. I, I think that the, the Heat are really strong. Um, the surprise to me still kind of comes with Jimmy Butler, right? And Jimmy, if you if you watched last night, Jimmy Butler closed this game off on absolute heater, ended up with 45 points, I believe, uh, to end the night. And he's a guy that that doesn't stretch the floor particularly well. So, um, you know, when he gets going, it's kind of fun when he does. So I, I just I always wonder because he, he kind of pushes his way off of different teams in the past, um, doesn't have a great relationship with Fred Hoiberg from his time in Chicago. Um, is Jimmy Butler likable? Because I feel like at times he, he's definitely not, and he kind of goes up, you know, goes against the whole team, um, you know, in, in, in certain spots that he's been in. Minnesota, obviously, it didn't turn out well for him there. Um, in Chicago, kind of started calling out the younger guys. But with the Heat, surprisingly, and I know it's bubble, but made the made the run as the number one for that team all the way to the finals, and now they got the number one seed with him there. Um, a lot of help on that team. So, I mean, there is that. But I'm just surprised. I still continue to be surprised that he could be um, the the number one on a contending team. And I think the heat as it is right now, are a contending team. Yeah, I think they, they did a good job of surrounding them. I think some of the additions that they made to the team has, has bowled well for them as well. Uh, so I really, I, I, I think they, I just think they're in the East that is just such a gauntlet right now. I just don't know uh, where they fare, but they've gotten there before. So I, I, I can't overlook them, but, you know, Jimmy Butler being a one, he, he, that kind of holds me back a little bit. I mean, it's very similar to DeMar DeRozan, you know, being a one. Mm-hmm. Um, just just a mid-range, complete, streaky, um, can be inconsistent, goes off, then could disappear on you. So right. those are some of the things that you have worry about in that specific series. But the one that's intriguing to me is definitely this 2-7 with the Minnesota Timberwolves now at 1-1. You not only got... Ja, you know, talking about telling the media, the fans and everybody else, you jump off the bandwagon, stay over there. You know, he's, he's, he's <laughs> having those type of conversations, but dads are getting involved. and yeah, There's a lot of right. trash talking going on with that series. And, you know, one way to the Timberwolves, the next way, bounce back, blow out 
to the Grizzlies. So what's going to happen tonight there up in Minnesota? I mean, not tonight, but Thursday up in Minnesota. Yeah, it's a great it's, it's a great uh, series. Too bad I couldn't watch it last night because it's on NBA TV, which I don't have. That seems to be the, the one frustration I continue to have with the playoffs. But, you know, TNT and ESPN, they only have so many time slots, I suppose. Um, but in any case, um, I, I, I think it's going to be a, a, a battle of the, the two youngest teams in the playoffs, I believe. So uh, we'll kind of see how it plays out. I was surprised the Timberwolves stole game one. Um, uh, I think Memphis ultimately will take away the series. I mean, they're again, they've been good um, without their stars. They've been good with him, and I, I think that will continue. Um, but I think it's going to be a tough out, and uh, I, I'll cheer for Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, you know, I'll cheer for that Minnesota Timberwolves team uh, when when I can. Um, but at the same time, it, it's just it's hard because they, they've come up short in so many of these games. I think they already had their moment as far as the play-in game goes, and uh, hopefully that was special because I think eventually the, the Grizzlies will take care of them. Another one that just doesn't look like it's going to really pan out. It's it, it may be a sweep on this one, I think. Uh, the Toronto Raptors and 76ers, not really much to discuss there. Just total dominance in every way in that series. I think that the Raptors are just overmatched in that in that 4-5 matchup. Had a great season, um, ended up with the fifth seed, but I just think that they just drew the the – Worst of the matchup draws for them. They're down 0-2, and uh, going back to Toronto, uh, the land of of you can't go in there. <laughs> Let me just be quiet on that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah how do you? Uh, that, I mean, I, there's not really much to talk about. Let's just pass that series. Over. Well, I, 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 I think w- that's over with. I but will if you say, want to talk about it? Go ahead. I'll say real quickly. Tyrese Maxey is uh, is an emerging yes. star with that team, and could be the difference. I don't think you know Harden and Embiid. We got the comparisons to Kobe and Shaq. I'm not hearing that. They're not. They're not. They're not that dominant of a duo. But Embiid has looked good this in this postseason. And if Tyrese Maxey um, steps up as a legit third, you got to worry about the 76ers coming out of the East there. I used to uh, I used to referee that young man back up uh, in Dallas when uh, he was still playing in high school. You could tell he was going to be a tremendous talent. I'm going to be honest. I didn't think it would be to this extent this early. But, hey, yeah. kudos, shout out Dallas to Tyrese Maxey and all the home folk back in D-Town. So, look, um, the one that I was intrigued by, another uh, a bounce back. We've been talking about bounce back. How are you going to bounce back in this second game? Down Luka Doncic and – the continuation of Jalen Brunson just taking over and leading that team and getting them going and got them a return victory. 110-104 Utah Jazz. How you see it faring out there in Utah? I think that's probably, other than the Nets and Celtics, probably my favorite series, especially if you get Doncic back. I, I think that those teams are both um, a little bit limited as far as their ceiling. I don't see either of them making the finals, but I think they can give it a run. Obviously, there's the, obvious, the, the connection there with the Jazz, where it's kind of been uh, the worst-kept secret in the NBA that um, they're looking to maybe break apart Gobert and Mitchell if they don't have a great run this postseason. Um, the Doncic is still looking for his first playoff uh, series victory. He had some great like classic battles with the Clippers the last couple of years, but hasn't quite got there. So I'm, I'm sad about the, uh, the injury that's kind of prevented him there, but uh, for what it's worth, the Jazz didn't take enough advantage of it, and that's because of Jalen Brunson. It's not like the Jazz had a particularly bad night. Donovan Mitchell had, you know, 30 points like he's always going to give you in the playoffs. It's amazing. Um, Bogdanovich went off for 25. Gobert does what he did on defense, but Jalen Brunson was just too much of him, too much for him that last time out. So I think ultimately Dallas is going to take this series, and the Jazz are going to look back and on that game too and think, man, we didn't take advantage yeah. of what Doncic is out. 
Yeah, and and so uh, I would absolutely agree. We're going to move on to this time's sake, but the matchup of the night I think is going to be at um, seven o'clock on TNT, and that's the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets. One of the things to take notice of is that it was bad play and bad play. Uh, you had uh, Kyrie having bad play with the fans, and you had uh, Kevin Durant having bad play in the game. But one of the things you want to take note of is since the start of 2019, Kevin Durant has averaged 36 points in his first game following a loss. Uh, so uh, other than the fact that when he tore his Achilles where he had 11 points, he is averaging a mind-blowing 39 points following a defeat. Watch out for tonight for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I thought they did a, a great job when I'm on defense, but uh, it also, it, it was weird. It was like, you know, it, it happens. You know, every great player has their off night. And for Kevin Durant, an off night means he only scores 21, which for most players is a pretty darn good night. But that's kind of what it was. And, and the other thing is Kyrie was making everything. So sometimes it's just get out of the way, let Kyrie do his thing. Uh, and it almost led to a comeback victory for the Nets. Um, I can't wait to watch tonight. I think uh, as far as hostile crowds, hostile environments, um, this is where it kind of takes a step up. Um, a few fans probably saw what Kyrie did on the court uh, it last, you know, the other game in game one in the garden. Now everybody knows about it. So he's public enemy number one, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. The series was already set up to be uh, one that was going to be, you know, down to the end. And uh, now you add a lot of that drama to it. Um, fascinating. Also kind of fascinating that as you watch the Nets play it out, um, some of their some of their big time additions that they've had. I mean, Blake Griffin uh, not seeing too much action. Some of the those older mm-hmm. guys that they signed um, still not getting the minutes from Steve Kerr. Maybe won't, but they've got some adjustments to make if they need to. Um, they've got some options, I should say, at the end of the bench that they could they could go to. They can go to if they need to. If they yeah. need to make some adjustments, yeah. So one one series we've got an absolute offensive juggernaut in the Golden State Warriors that is absolutely giving it to Denver right now and it's causing tremendous frustration for Nikola Jokic that he just can't take. And uh, we're going to see how he bounces back. Uh, They're going to not play until Thursday at 10 p.m., the late game. They're on TNT. But the one that I'm interested in watching also tonight is the Milwaukee Bucks in Chicago. I want to see how they bounce back. It's been a defensive you know, firestorm between both teams. And it's ultimately Milwaukee has pulled it out in the first game, but they play again tonight at 930 on TNT. And we'll see how the Bulls bounce back. How do you uh, view this uh, series in a turnaround? Well, because I'm a Celtics fan, I'm hoping that the Bulls can push the the Bucks a little bit just because I think there's going to be a seven-game series or six, seven-game series with the Nets and Celtics, uh, regardless of which side you're on on that one. Um, so you, you hope that the Bulls can push it, but I just think uh, too many injuries and a lack of being able to punch up this year. I know they played a good game one, uh, so that can kind of give you a little bit of hope, but they, uh, have, they, they kind of picked on everybody below them uh, on their schedule, not necessarily doing the best when they played against the better teams, and uh, obviously that's not going to fare well, once you get to the playoffs and once you have to play the Bucks, who are the defending yeah. champs. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching those games tonight. They're going to be some interesting ones. Definitely the Celtics and the Nets, as well as the Chicago Bulls and the Bucks. And, I, I, you know, I've got to be supporting my Bucks on this one because, uh, you know, that was one of the greatest moments, I think, to, to see for the city of Milwaukee after such a long hiatus to be able to pull that off. And Giannis doing it in great fashion. But we've got to take a break. We'll come back and finish up with some news, talking a little bit about some quarterback and wide receiver controversies that are still out there and exploring. we got some other things to do and, and to talk about as well. We'll tap in on some of those. You tap in right here on the block 
Come back. Final segment on the block. 93.7 The Ticket.